everybody, it's Chris from CRT Sports Cards, and thank you for checking out the audio version of our video series. If you want the full experience, please go to YouTube at YouTube slash CRT Sports Cards. Now, let's get to the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode number 75 of the Project 2020 show. It is Sunday morning, and that means we need to wrap up week number 21 in Project 2020. A lot of things have transpired since our midweek update on Thursday morning, so let's cover all of those topics. At the same time, I think I'm going to rock the boat a little bit. There's a couple things that I want to talk about and get off my chest, so let's get to all that and more in one second. My name is Chris, and welcome back to my channel, which is the home of YouTube, which is home. My name is Chris and welcome back to my channel, which is the home of Project 2020 News here on YouTube. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at CRT underscore sports cards and my website CRTSportsCards.com is your best resource for everything related to Project 2020. And along with this bi-weekly video series, yesterday I also released my first video in the new artist series, which is me taking a look at all 20 artists their first 10 cards, ranking them along with a fan of Project 2020 and seeing how our lists sort of match up as we go from 10 all the way to 1. Yesterday was Ermsey, so take a look at that video. I'll link it above right now, but I will be releasing more tomorrow morning and throughout the week on top of our weekly videos around Project 2020. But before we talk about the cards that released this week, the print runs, all of that good stuff, let's get one of the, the two topics out of the way. And maybe some of you will click off after this comment, I don't know, but at the end of the day, Look, the world that we lived in before Project 2020 doesn't exist anymore. And I think the fact that we are complaining about a box, and I say we globally here, the group around Project 2020, they're complaining about a box around a companion card. I just think there are a lot of bigger things in the world to complain about and have issues with and it not be a companion card box that for a majority of us, we're never going to look at once the card comes in. And the box that I'm referring to is the companion card box for the recent JK5 companion card. I understand that in the sale photo on the website, the box looks different than how it came in. I don't have an issue with people reaching out and, and speaking about that box with JK5, his, his company, his publishers, however this works. Look, I, don't, I didn't buy one. I don't have any skin in this game. But what I have an issue with is just a vitriol hatred for what has happened, saying he scammed people, he, he just lost investment money. I just think that we as a community can approach people in a better way and not be so selfish. The world is different now and there are things along the way that we're all doing differently these days. And maybe his original idea was that box. Maybe it was wood, maybe it was never wood, maybe it was plastic. It was never specified in the listing and it changed. Could he have communicated with everyone throughout the process saying it changed? Absolutely. There are things along the way that could have been done differently. But the vitriol hatred towards JK5 on this subject, I think is just out of bounds. The artists do not owe us any communication. They do not owe us any tweets, any Instagram messages, any, any, any Facebook posts. They got paid to put out our work. They're going to put it. It benefits them to communicate with us. But if you communicate bad with them, what are they going to do? They're going to retreat back to their world and they're going to, and they're just not going to engage us. And ultimately, if we want this to work in the future and to be better off, everybody has to get along. So at the end of the day, if you have a concern with a shipment you received, whether it be from Tops, an artist, whatever it is, if you reach out to their customer service and nothing is resolved, 
What can we do as a consumer base? We can do a chargeback. That is our right as a consumer. But if you are going to send a message or post something on social media, think before you post and do not be just outright angry. It just looks selfish when you think of the times that we live in right now. Things have changed and things are gonna be different going forward and we just have to keep that in mind. Nobody is out to scam anybody. Certain things fall through the cracks, we get that. But just be respectful and if everyone gets along, everybody wins at the end of the day and that's what really matters. But now, let's talk about the cards that released this week. Let's talk about some print runs and then the second subject will be about, will be about my thoughts around Twins Jake. So where we left off in episode number 74, we had just talked about card 199 and 200 and I will say thank you for all of the messages around the Mariano by Don C. I didn't understand the amount of faith that Mariano had in his life and sort of what his thought process was so it was enlightening to read all the comments so thank you for that. But looking at the Thursday cards we had card 201 the Ken Griffey by Fucci and then card 202 was Bob Gibson by Jacob Rochester. I'm curious in the comments below what is your favorite card of the Thursday and Friday pairings? When it came to these two cards, this was a little bit difficult. Uh, I do really appreciate both cards were had the pink backgrounds. They worked well together. Um, I thought it was another great card by Jacob Rochester. It seems to be his cards are improving from the good end to the Ichiro to now this one. They feel darker, bold in a sense, and I really, really like that. And then on the Ken Griffey Jr., I got a real, for some reason, cotton candy feel with this card. I thought it was whimsical, I thought it was fun, I thought it was lighthearted. Really, really great card. So when you think about my favorite, whether it be Ken Griffey Jr. or Jacob Rochester, it had to be the Ken Griffey Jr. and not because of the fact that it's a Mariner, just because of the fact that the card was, I think, light and cool. And I thought it was a great card overall. And now that brings us to the Friday cards. Card number 203 is the Cameo by Daryl Strawberry, but it is the Keith Shore Dwight Gooden. And then card 204 is Sophia Chang with her Sandy Koufax. On the Sandy Koufax by Sophia Chang, it had a real Old Man Allen feel to it just because of the, the tan background, the beige. I thought it was a really, really cool looking card and very, you know, very much a Sophia Chang design. When you see her cards, you know, instantly they're her cards because her style is very, very unique. And then the Keith Shore with Daryl Strawberry, you can't go wrong because when you think of the Mets in that era, you think of those two players. I know as a kid, I would always try to bat like Daryl Strawberry, although I'm not as tall or anywhere near athletic as Daryl Strawberry is. But I thought it was a really, really cool design and a different take. You know, he has now added Bo Jackson to his cards and now Daryl Strawberry. So it's a really cool addition for Keith Shore. But when you look at, at my favorite, Sophia Chang or Keith Shore, I didn't really have a favorite on these two cards. They were cool, they were interesting, but I think because it's unique, I had to go with the Keith Shore because of Daryl Strawberry, and then of course the Strawberry right there on the front of the card. So I'm curious, what was your favorite on the Friday cards of Sophia Chang and Daryl Strawberry? So now when I take a look at the week as a whole, when you think of my A cards on Monday, my first, my favorite card was the King Saladin Cal Ripken. On Tuesday, my favorite card was the Mr. Cartoon Tony Gwynn. Wednesday, it was the Tyson Beck Derek Jeter. Thursday, we just spoke about, it was the Fuchi Ken Griffey Jr. And then number five, the Daryl Strawberry by Keith Shore. Hope you're liking the video so far, and if you are and you are not subscribed, please hit that subscribe button so that you're notified whether I release a bi-weekly Project 2020 update or a new video with my artist series recapping their first 10 cards. Here's a shocking thing for everyone. 
I did not purchase a single card this week. I really thought about picking up the Tyson Beck Derek Jeter, and then I realized I'm never going to complete the Tyson Beck set. Now, maybe in 10 years, if that Dwight Gooden becomes a card that's worth, you know, 100, you know, 50 bucks, whatever, I'll go back and pick it up. But in the current time frame, over the next, I think, couple of years, I don't think I'll have a Tyson Beck complete set. So I just didn't purchase a single card because none of these cards fit my current collection, whether it be an artist or a player. But when it comes to my card of the week, what I thought was the best card overall of all 10, I had to go with the King Saladin Cal Ripken Jr. To me, that was the best card and it came out on Monday. So I'm curious, what is your favorite card of the week? Leave a comment below. So that's all cool and dandy about what I think about the cards. What matters more is what did the fans of Project 2020 think and where did the Tuesday cards, Wednesday cards, and Thursday cards land on the print run scale? So on the Tuesday cards, Roberto Clemente by Ermsey. I had a target range of 5.5 to 6.5. It came in chocolatey low at 4,280, a 3% eBay penetration. Tony Gwynn by Mr. Cartoon, I had 3.3 to 4, came in right in the middle, 3,567. On Wednesday, Mariano Rivera by Don C, I had 4 to 4.8. It sneaked over at 4,952. And then card 200, Derek Jeter, Tyson Beck, came in at 7,285. I had a range of 7.25 to 8.25. So that one just squeaked over the line. And as a side note here, I don't know if a lot of you are in the Facebook group around Project 2020, but after the first day, Tyson Beck said, hey, only, I think he said 3,600 cards are sold. It should not be a surprise to you that the artists know where they stand at any given moment on these cards. And I was really surprised people were mad about that and sharing that information around his cards. So just know that artists can and will know their card, their card sales throughout their 48 hour process. And right now it is 10.20 in the morning here in Seattle on Sunday and we have still not seen the Saturday print run announcement from those cards. So if you're seeing this clip, it's because I finished the video before they were posted. But I think when you when you look at the six print runs overall, we covered the, the Monday ones on the recap show, nothing's been real too surprising. Nothing has really, you know, been really too high or really too low for print runs. I think the next four cards are gonna be very, very low in sort of the realm of Project 2020, outside of maybe the Griffey. But you know, the only real miss, the one that maybe surprised me the most was my overestimation of the Ermsey Roberto Clemente. But for the most part, these cards are pretty solid where they should have been and the print run floor right now is basically 3,000. So really no matter what your pre-order total is after 24, 48 hours, it really feels like 3K is that floor. But we will see where the Friday cards land here in a couple of hours. So it's August 16th and we have reached the middle point of this month. And when you think about the market, what has happened? It's what has happened is exactly what I said was going to happen. Is that it's going to be a very, very difficult month with prices very, very low. And unfortunately, I am right here, and I wish I was wrong on this topic. But this month has been just uh, not a bloodbath. It's been pretty bad though. But there are some positive signs out there, and I'm, and I'm going to lean on one card specifically around the positive news. Ichiro card number one is staying up there right now and it's a current high price. So when you think about Project 2020 in the macro, when you think of it long term, if card number one continues to gain steam, I am I get less and less worried about the other cards long term. Now, that doesn't mean that we're gonna go back to having a card like a Mike Trout Ermsey over $1,000 anytime in the near future. But as long as the first card, sort of card number one stays up there, 
that gives other other cards room to grow with it. Now, if that card comes down all the way to a thousand dollars, what's going to happen? Everything else is going to go down with it. So just keep a look at, at card number one. See what that does. It's very. Ha- I'm very happy to see that card continue to gain value um, in this very very difficult month. And then also, just a quick side note: Why is Sandy Koufax by Oldman Allen? also in the green this 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 past couple weeks. It's surprising to see that card gain steam like that and be over 70 bucks when everything else basically is losing steam. But let's take a look at first player pricing right now. So when you look at first player pricing from 811 to 814, the first thing you're going to see is on the red scale. There are so many cards in the red right now. Sandy Koufax, Mike Trout, Cal Ripken, Ken Griffey, Mariano. I mean the list just goes on and on. The only green is at Ichiro and the Frank Thomas. And also a change I made a couple days ago to help everyone out because I realized percentage points, they look cool, but they're not they're not effective for communicating potential value or loss at the moment. So I've switched the max and min values to show the dollar amount. So when you look at like Mike Trout, that card right now is $380 away from its current max price of our 10-week tracking. And it's only $14 above the min price. So that card is basically at the bottom. So if you believe in that card long-term and you believe in the set long-term, there is potential value there of almost doubling your money right now up to 400 bucks. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but that could happen if everything goes back to the way it was. And then on second player pricing, the key here is yes, there is red on the left from 811 to 814. The challenge here is on 815 yesterday. Every single card that sold was underneath their max value other than the Sandy Koufax by Oldman Allen. The positive thing here though is that on the min value, only a couple were were underneath the min value, but a couple cards like Derek Jeter card 39, that's only 12 cents and that card is $15. So don't take too much stock into that card being above its min value. But right now, if you are looking to make that purchase, I think right now is. I mean, I have purchased the Gregory Siff Nolan Ryan. I have picked up the Gregory Siff Cal Ripken, and I bought the Willie Mays JK5 here recently. I only have a couple of other cards I need to purchase right now, one being the Gregory Siff George Brett, but I'm still waiting to find a really good deal. But you're going to need to make a decision here soon. Now, also, I don't think this is going to all of a sudden, the calendar is going to turn a page to September, and then all of a sudden it's magically going to go all the way back up. I think what's going to really dictate this is the shipping. It is great to see that Tops has now, for me at least, up to 114. I hear they're past that, but we've got to get to 150 and 160 by like card 220 for it to even be in a conversation around prices going up. But I would stick to these charts, take a look at them. I'm updating them every single morning before I go to work, and so they're up usually by 9 a.m. You know, Eastern Standard Time. So take a look at that. But eventually, you're going to have to make a decision because the prices are going down, but I don't know right now how much farther they're going to go down before we, before we see a small rebound because if they get too low, people will start buying them up. Also in the vein around shipping is the issues that we're dealing with right now when it comes to pre-sales from Twins Jake. And look, when I started this Project 2020 video series, I never saw it or thought I would become the voice or maybe the only one talking about Project 2020. But as the months have gone by with so few people out there who create content talking about Project 2020, I just kind of landed in this spot. But I think it's time to talk now about Twins Jake and his, to me, lack of customer service. And if you go back to my videos in the early part of the series, I would talk about him 
being a reliable pre-seller. And for everyone who took my advice and proved it with him, I apologize. I have egg on my face because what's happening to me is just outrageous. And I say it's outrageous and I'm very honest with this perspective because people are emailing me asking about his pre-orders and that should never happen. If you are going to take people's money for a sale, whether it be a pre-sale or a card you have in hand, you owe them the best customer service possible. And I find it just absolutely appalling that he is selling new cards on his website and he hasn't even communicated with anybody for weeks about their cards. Is he probably overloaded? Absolutely. Is he probably disorganized? Possibly. Who knows? There's a reason why he's not shipping out his cards, but it's absolutely outrageous that he is not providing at least a weekly update or a bi-weekly update around where he is at with shipping. I am just so sort of really fed up with this that it's just, it, it really makes me boil in a sense that a guy who was this successful with this process, that he has just quit communicating. And I have, I have no qualms people right now who are doing chargebacks or wondering where their cards are. You have every right to be absolutely furious with his lack of communication. Is it because he's trying to save as much money as possible and group all orders together? Maybe, who knows? It'd be great if he communicated with the fans of Project 2020. He wants to be the best, well, he needs to step up and he needs to give us communication. I have only ordered one card from him and he delivered. So my, my, my history with him is one for one. But there are others out there with months and months of cards that have not been delivered. And look, when it comes to pre-selling these cards when you get them in hand, on my kitchen table right now, I have all of my week 11 cards laid out. I have to fulfill my week 11 bundles first before I can even list these cards for sale my extras. And that is why I say the fact that he is listing up the new cards for sale without delivering cards if not for weeks, I just think it's outrageous. And if you're still using him, I would really maybe look for another pre-seller. I'm not gonna recommend anybody. I, I'm sort of done recommending pre-sellers because I know it's a it's a, a tough process, but, but Twins Jake owes this community some consistent feedback and he owes us some words of where he's at with shipping. Whether it could be, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, explain your process. Hope you liked the video and if you did, please give it a thumbs up. And if you want more news and notes from me about Project 2020, check out that playlist on the screen right now.